Growing and scaling a business is complex. It can be very scary and lonely trying to navigate it all. It comes down to the community of trusted people you surround yourself with. Let's dive in to the Business as People podcast. Hey, Sandy, great to have you back. The CEO of Human Power Solutions. You are the leadership and team culture transition queen. I think you are in high demand these days, helping businesses kind of really figure out what that transition planning is. So I'm really excited to dive into this topic today. Once we knew this week that we heard about the new mandate to not wear masks, right? So what's the, you know, news or buzz or what are you hearing from leaders about this new mandate? How does this affect someone's business? We're hearing everything from across the board. It's actually pretty exciting in some ways, scary in other ways. And it's been really interesting. Some of my clients, we've scheduled virtual trainings, remote trainings over Zoom, and they're like, can you go live now? And so there's some clients and some owners are like, no, we we just want to get back to normal. We're ready to go. Others are sticking with their plans, you know, sticking with the, they were looking at that September 1st, going back full time. So others are sticking with that kind of plan. And others are staying remote. Some of our facilitators are excited to get back in front of people. Others facilitators are not excited to go back in front of people. So we're seeing a bunch of different reactions to this. I myself fully vaccinated. I feed off of being around people. So I'm very excited to move forward. But, you know, we all need to be mindful about where everyone is, the state of of everyone's minds right now. So we're hearing it all. What's the number one thing that just keeps bubbling to the top that you hear leaders or owners or or concerns about? The concerns really are how to manage. I think we talked about this last time, how to manage everyone's emotions around all of this and being respectful and mindful of the different viewpoints, the, you know, political viewpoints, the fears about the, the medicine, the science, all that stuff. We're really hearing a lot about the empathy for leaders and how we're going to do this. And I think with this accelerated timeline, there's a little bit of a scramble going on to get this figured out. And some are saying we're coming back regular and others are saying, no, we're not. What are the common emotions that you're hearing? Everything's uncertain. You know, excitement, I think that that emotion is there, but there's a bit of uncertainty with the warm weather's here and it's probably going to be a great summer and people are going to be out and about doing their thing. What happens in the fall? what happens when the fresh air isn't flowing in their houses and in the offices and things like that. So I'm hearing a lot of this next three months are going to be awesome, but that uncertainty of what the fall looks like. And if there's more strains and if we're going to have just, you, no one knows it's the unknown. So that's the biggest thing right now. So I think we've learned a lot in the last year and a half of how we can run our businesses. So our, you know, I think coming up with these policies and being prepared for this type of thing, if it does happen again, that's something I'm not sure is being talked about, but we'll be talking more about that, I'm sure, as the summer comes to a close. What type of guidance or advice, Sandy, are you giving to these leaders or trainers to prepare for this transition? Well, the facilitators that we have a lot with a wealth of experience, and we're just being really respectful. We're giving people a heads up of, you know, which clients are want to be in person and live and giving them the option if they've worked with a client virtually before, you know, and we say, hey, they want to go live at a certain time. We're giving them that option. But if they say no, you know, we'll give the client the option of staying virtual. So my facilitators run across the their they're across the board with what they want to do. So I've just been really respectful and just giving them heads up on that. 
the clients, we're just working with them to make sure that they are keeping their employees engaged, that they're having their open communication, keeping the Slack channels. We really want the Slack teams, whatever they're using, to make sure that they don't dial back on that, even if they come back into the office. So continuing to have that employee engagement and conversation, that open communication is really what we're trying to drive home right now, to keep a pulse on what's happening. I like the fact that you brought up Slack. We've been using Slack forever prior to, to the pandemic, and we've actually created more Slack channels and building out like processes and SOPs for clients and even creating communities really at the end of the day, like creating these different communities. Mm-hmm. What type of advice or how are you leveraging or, or utilizing a tool like Slack? Yeah. So we do a lot of grant planning and we do a lot of training planning. I had an in-person meeting yesterday, which was fun with six people at the same company. And there's, you know, the HR person, the CEO, the CFO, you know, the the head of training, all of it. Right. And everyone has their own ideas. So, you know, I said, I'm going to create a Slack channel for us so that we can all collaborate and we don't have to go back and forth via email. You can drop your ideas in the channel and we'll be able to have this ongoing conversation. So I knew nothing about any of this kind of technology prior to March of 2020, but It's really helped to maintain our communication with our clients. And then our staff is able to go in to see what's happening and see what they need to be doing to to push these initiatives forward. So it's been a godsend. And we use Dropbox for sharing documents and things like that for bigger scales projects. Yeah, definitely seen a huge boom in just even software companies who are realizing, okay, our consumers were buying it for this reason, but they already have the infrastructure. So they're transitioning or evolving their platform to really just meet the needs of the consumers because of how they're leveraging or utilizing that software. If it's Salesforce, Slack, even like Google is Google suites, you know, Google work, workspace, what they call it now. So we're seeing this evolution. And I think we're also hearing too, a lot of folks in the tech space are getting burnt out because I think they're needing to like work like 15 times their capacity because of this digital transformation boom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even, uh, you know, even payments on my facilitators, you know, we're not writing checks, we're Venmoing, you know, so it's even those kinds of things. So we're able to pay our facilitators every single week, right through Venmo. It's great. I mean, it's the speed of which we can do things and not having receivables and invoices and all that stuff. It's been great. It's been fantastic. We're hearing a lot of people are hesitant to going back to work. They're like, you know what? I'm comfortable. I like being fully remote and I'm used to it now. Now my company wants me to come back either full-time or part-time or hybrid. And like, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm not ready. So what do you say to leaders and business owners if, if that's what they're running into with their team members? Yeah, we're basically saying, listen to them, have a conversation, ask why. And if they're being productive, who cares? I mean, really, it's looking at their productivity if they're working, but they're trying to take care of their kids and or, or elderly parent or something like that. And they've proven that they can work remotely. Yeah. You can certainly insist upon a couple of days a week, but we're just talking to leaders and just saying, just listen, talk to them, have a conversation, explain your point of view, why, and if, if that's a hard and fast thing for you as a leader, it's your in the end, it's your company. But if they're a good employee and they're producing and they're doing well, working remotely, and it, it really works for them, is there really a harm in it? Now, some people could say, yeah, 
because of the team. There's not so much of that team company culture. So there's a lot of arguments for and against it, but I guess each company has a different culture and it's very individualized. But our biggest thing is have a conversation and just listen to find out why and make your decisions from there. I'm also hearing too, which I'm sure you're hearing the same thing, Sandy, private run companies. Should I mandate? Should I tell people they have to get vaccinated versus now? How do you navigate that type of conversation? It's a tough one. That's a tough one. And again, it, it's having those conversations, getting the pulse of your entire staff and what people are feeling, what safety precautions do you have in place? And in the end, it's your company. So if you're mandating it and you want to mandate it, you want to keep everybody safe in that manner, then that's really your call. It's kind of like the mask issue, right? So they're lifting it, but com private companies can say, nope, you can't come in without a mask. And again, it's really up to them. But again, so much of it is talking, you're reasoning why, and allowing people. And if they don't want to get vaccinated and if they have the ability to work from home, keep them home. Don't bring them back. If that's yeah. your view, you know. Ultimately, eventually, this is going to affect the culture, right? Because your culture is your people. Mm -hmm. And this is something we focus on a lot when we're helping businesses with branding and positioning is we're trying to prepare. Are we going to have to be prepared for new messaging? Is the culture changing? Is the, is the core values going to change? Things like that, because you have to reassess that, right? Because you got to make sure everyone's aligned. You got to make sure internally is strong first, because it's, it's going to show if no one's aligned on the culture externally, the output and even the client relations might have some detrimental effects if leaders don't get ahead of it now and really understand what they have to do to empower and make their employees feel safe. Right. Right. And that's the bottom line. So I think in this, you know, messy metal, like we talked about in the last time, it is a messy metal. We're asking and talking with our leaders and the management teams, be flexible, you know, try not to be black and white, even though it feels like we're going to be able to just kind of go back to normal. Think about things of what's happening now. There's more traffic now. There's more commute time. People are they're going to rebel against sitting in traffic for two hours to get to work. It's not, people are used to, as long as they're productive, they're used to not having to deal with all of that. So there's going to be some pushback on some things. And just, if you can be flexible, the more flexible and giving you are, the more you're going to, but you also have a business to run. So there's just a fine line, you know, and yep. nothing's perfect. So. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm, and I'm looking forward to it because you're right in it. You have the pulse love to kind of, as you're, doing the trainings, doing the, the learnings. I can't wait for you to share all those insights as we do more and more these podcasts together, Sandy. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they have any questions? They can call us at 617-575-9959, or you can reach my email at sandrak at hpowersolutions with an s.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time today and we'll connect soon. Thanks. Have a good day. If you have any questions and topics you'd like us to cover, please email me at podcast at or message me on LinkedIn.